grab yourself a seat on my big orange couch. Grab yourself your coffee, tea, soda, and or adult libation. Because in the house tonight, I have a brother of mine, Will. A great gentleman. Uh, we served together and worked together in uh, uh, Iraq, a certain place there in the Shia area. That's all I'll say. And uh, we got hired by DOJ. And we kept each other sane. And I loved Kate's show. Got to give her and her friend props because they were talking about different things. But the way you get through shitty fuck times is being able to talk real with people. And uh, you're going to hear some ball busting tonight because Will can bust my balls more than anybody on the planet. And he is so funny. He can tell you stories, and I can tell stories, and we're just going to talk and have fun. With that being said, how's it going tonight, Will? Oh, it's going pretty good, my friend. Going pretty good. Just uh, heading back to the house. I'm on the road right now, actually, driving with a phone in my hand. Ooh, you're such a rebel. Uh, one of the funny things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were both lawmen at one time. I was federal, he was state, wherever he lives. And uh, the funny part about this is uh, we used to joke around all the time about getting PNG, that's persona non grata, out of Iraq, meaning we could never get back there. And yet... Uh, we would say we're going to run down the street naked, uh, streaking, and get PNG'd out of the fucking country. But it was a joke. And he is an epic dude. If you only knew uh, how funny he is, and you're about to find out tonight. And last week we were talking, and I will tell you this. Uh, I may have misremembered things. He may have misremembered things, but we both know it's it's an honest mistake. Because when you went to work for DOJ, uh, we'll get a little bit into the, the weeds before we start busting balls, uh, as men do. Uh, but I will tell you this. Uh, there was such a weirdness going on, and the politics of dancing was so bizarre, you know, Will should have actually been a director of where we were at or camp manager, whatever the titles were at that time. We started work for SAIC and then NPRI. That's fact. Am I wrong, Will? That's right. There we go. He may have been going up for jobs. I may have been doing this. I may have been doing that. And even though there was only 17 of us training Iraq police, you know, we were force multipliers. Uh, classroom instructors, uh, myself, I was a defensive tactics instructor, and Will came down and assisted, and we had another guy, a Texas guy, that came down, but of course, that became silly, and, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that if he wants to, if he doesn't, that's fine too, but, uh, let's bang out on that first, brother. All right, sure. Let's talk. Sure. So you came down and sat in my classes and assisted. Bring it on. So, huh? I said, bring it on. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
we had a good time and we made some of the most realistic training in Iraq. Am I not lying when especially we were doing the uh, driving courses? Because a lot of people in America, they think two man cars. No, we were dealing with at that time they were either Toyota Hiluxes or the Chevy version of it with a big light on top of the vehicle. Blue white uh pickups and they would fill those pickups with people on my lion will yeah and you know it's kind of funny because you know they would load them in the back of the pickup truck you know like a bunch of kids going to uh, you know uh, a football game or something some of the rackies t- kind of took offense to it because they said there were i, I guess in, a, in iraq as you might remember you would see the trucks pickups trucks driving around with with different things in the back especially goats a lot of the rackies felt like you know it was kind of insulting for them to ride in the back of the truck. That's where the goats ride. But that's, that's true. Yeah. 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 You know, they load them up, you know, 10 man deep into a, in a small pickup truck, like an S10 size pickup truck. So, of course, most of them had to sit in the back. You know, that's better than walking, but I guess some of them took offense to it. Oh, yeah. We had uh, four man internal seating and then you'd always have six of them outside and they'd always sit on the uh, they wouldn't sit anywhere but on the sideboards and so you'd have six dudes outside of it it was usually 10 man teams and at that point if memory serves me and Will without thinking I mean this is just what we did to train these dudes and Nobody got hurt or anything, but they all got dust in their eyes. We'd scoop our little uh, AFI's cups, because AFI was still uh, working at that time, into the sand. And it was to give them a feeling of what uh, IED would be. And somebody would yell, boom. I don't know who that was. And then people would throw those <laughs> that dust up in the air. <laughs> and they'd be like, God, you know, they'd start speaking, you know, you know what I'm saying about that, brother. Go on. Yeah, you know, just a bunch of, you know, a sweaty young man and, you know, some stupid American just threw a cup of dirt on them. That's <laughs> all on their face, sticking to them, all this dirt that we threw to simulate, you know, a bomb exploding. You know, and uh, <laughs> it was kind of a funny side, you know, because you just drive by. It's kind of like, you know, throwing a, a, a cream pie in someone's face, except it was dirt. That's the truth. Not a cream pie in the vagina, but a cream pie in the face. And uh, that's hilarious, bro. We, uh, we actually trained. You know what I stand on to this day? And I looked this up through... All the sources, there was three at that time. State Department, uh, DOJ, and the other agency. And, you know, you, me, uh, I'm not going to say his last name, but Doug. And one other person, Bob. We had the lowest uh, amount. They used to say back then in 05 when we were there. One quarter of the police you train will die the first year. Am I lying? 
It sounds about right. I can't remember that part, but. Well, we had about seven to eight percent of our guys who died. That's fact. I checked it out, like I said, with three sources. So I guess we kind of got them ready for what they're getting into. And do you remember teaching them how to search vehicles? I believe uh, Hyder, the uh, actual Iraqi, uh, Hyder in, in Iraqi Arabic is uh, a lion, okay? They named their kids like that to put fear in other people. And uh, Hyder, he was the uh, camp commandant, even though we had a guy by the name of Don who thought he was a commandant of it, but he was an American, and he's gone now. It is what it is. Uh, he ended up being a liar and a lot of other things. But go on and run with that, brother, and explain that. All right. Uh, well, going back to what you started start to talk about, you know, some of the, you know, the training and whatnot, I was thinking while you are talking, you know, what a joke, an absolute joke the training was. You know, when we first got there, we were using uh, – pretty much the same training they were using in um, uh, Kosovo. They just took that yep. and brought it to Iraq. And whatever you know, whatever the training was in Kosovo, what the training was in Iraq. Had you know, no, wasn't tweaked for you know the, the Iraqi people, wasn't tr- tweaked for the, the situation going on in Iraq at all. It was just you know, te- teach them to be police officers according to the standard. Here, here's some manuals. You know, so the training was horrible. And it really does. And we began using that training, realized that oh, this is crap and we're not going to do this anymore. So we still use the training, but we tweaked it. We added a lot of stuff to it. You know, for example, you know, how to drive. Because a lot of the Iraqis, you know, especially in, in outside of Baghdad, were, you know, one, illiterate, and two, you know, they were just farmers, a lot of them, you know, were unemployed. And we had to teach them basic life skills, such as how to drive a car. A lot, a lot of them had never driven a car before they got to the police academy. And, uh, oh, that's we had a lot. Yeah, go ahead. That's the truth, brother. And one of the funniest things, looking back on it, was uh, in Kosovo they had gay, lesbian, and uh, trans education. That was an eight-hour block, believe this or not, folks. And in the lesson plan, we were supposed to follow that. And what I would do is teach them basic, fundamental military police things on my side. Uh, Will and I both served in one military together. If he wants to tell you, he'll tell you which branch, but uh, during the Gulf War. So we were kind of old hands, and we understood things. And we would talk and drink and have a good time. This is where the ball busting will start. Uh, we actually rewrote the lesson plans, except we did it on the QT. You couldn't officially rewrite it, but when I have an eight-hour block on gay, lesbian, and trans, I can do that in an Arab country in five minutes, and they'd be like, oh, there's no gays, there's no lesbians, there's no trans. And they would look at you with the trans saying, like, what? A man wants to be a woman? A woman wants to be a man? That doesn't exist here. And uh, <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, 
I had to do that. And now let's get on for seven hours and 55 minutes on what you actually need. And in there, you know, you know what I'm saying? Go on, bro. Yeah. uh, I forgot about the great, the, the gay, lesbian, trans thing, you know, which is ridiculous to be taught in any police academy, you know, anywhere in the world, even in America, you know, where that stuff is, you know, prolific, you know, and, you know, to be in a country, you know, which is in a war zone, to teach, you know, waste time teaching them about, you know, gender issues and, and, and such crap. You know, that was just completely ridiculous. Yeah, so we had a bit of, we touched on it for just moments and then move on to something more more realistic because that, that no relevance there. You know, the, the training was crap and, and you know, we just may, may do, I try to make it better for them. You know, uh, now, some things that I did teach that they didn't want to hear was, uh, I guess, uh, gender equality as far as males and females. So that part, you know, I did stress that a little bit because you know, we were supposed to teach them, you know, law enforcement based on a democratic society, you know, the way the world's the view of what's right or wrong, you know, and then and, and in the Western world, you know, women are, are equal to men. You know, that's not the case in the Middle East. By any means, any of the anywhere in the Middle East, especially certain countries, and that, that was kind of laughable to him, you know, to say that a woman was equal to a man, you know. But I still would would try to teach that class, but I didn't waste any time on, on transgender issues because that was ridiculous. Yeah, you're exactly right, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's so funny to me thinking about back to that time. Um, we did have to cover democratic. They called it democratic policing. That was that lesson plan block. And I'll never forget. Uh, this was at BBC uh, Baghdad Police College. You know where the officers went, and also their special forces, the Tiger uh, SWAT teams, whatever they called them, Tiger something. You might remember. I'm I'm mind dumping it now, but I remember they went into the female barracks where they'd indoctrinated these women into that. And I still have the comic book, by the way, I I gave, I I got two of them and I gave both of them to my son. And uh, remember they had, they just got together. Yeah. The, uh, the Iraqi police, the (laughs) IPs were Superman. And uh, I sent those home in uh, boxes and we can talk about how we used to get boxes. And I'll tell you this, in Afghanistan, not before then, but after then, um, uh, we would wait probably 20 to 30 days. And, uh, yeah, I get it stuck together, masturbating over a comic book. That's not real. Uh, yeah, I did. I got that. I got that. Uh, but no, that I, I'm just trying to give a funny story. Another one, and we'll tell you. Uh, the guy who used to call himself Commandant Don. I'll just say his first name. I won't say anything else. Uh, he's passed away, but still, uh, don't want to really smite the dead. Anyway, the question is in. though: will, will you masturbate to like Wonder Woman or no, 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 there was only men. Superman? There was only men. That's funny. That was the question, Wonder Woman or Superman? Either way, it's kind of weird because Wonder Woman is an Amazon and they're all lesbians. 
in the Amazon, yeah, except for her. Superman which weird. had the Superman had an IP armband for Iraqi police. It was propaganda, brother. Sexy. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It was, now, it was, was that arm? Was that armband symbolic of a of a cock ring? It, it, it was a. Ooh. Everybody who knows me knows I will walk <laughs> naked wearing nothing but my red wings and a cock ring. Now, question <laughs> number question number two. Huh? Question number two. Instead of the red underwear on the outside, were they pink? Uh, I'd have to look at the comic book, but I think it was just like Superman without the cape. They just had an armband, if memory serves. Like I said, my son, who is still, he's, you know, serving, uh, he got those comics. I gave it to him. So... But they were free to us, you know, and free to them. And they did pass them out. It was propaganda. But the funniest point is, like I said, uh, I used to make a joke. I'll run down here in my Red Wings and, and a cock ring and get PNG'd out of this country. Persona non grata, baby. And Will and I, we were probably the most rebellious. But getting back to Don, this is funny. Uh we would get boxes sent from our wives and the wives would also call, you know, will my wife would call will and his wife would call me if there's a problem so we could get a hold of each other. If there was an issue and, uh, <laughs> funniest part was, uh, Don comes up. Why are you getting all these boxes in? Will knows this story. It was hilarious. I said, well, there's no law here. I'm making a meth lab. Fuck you. <laughs> and I said, I'm even getting some plywood delivered. He goes, I won't let it come in. I said, you can't stop it, motherfucker. DOJ brought us over here. And we weren't subject. Uh, we could actually drink. We were not subject to DOD, uh, General Order 1. And we weren't subject to State Department. And what was the only rule you were told at DOJ headquarters at the Brownstone, brother? Uh, your use of force is what your agency's yeah. use of force was. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Uh, from what little I remember them saying, uh, anything worthwhile listening to, yeah, I think that sounds right. Use of force was uh, whatever your agency had. So there you go. They said you were trained by this, that, and the other. Now, Will came from a different agency. I came federal. He came from, if he wants to share, uh, if it was state, local, or, or uh, county, he can say that much at least. Or he doesn't have to say shit all at all. Uh, he, I, I will tell you this. Will was a hell fellow, well met. And the funniest thing was when I first met him, uh, he was like, oh, you're from Ohio? Because they <laughs> had some Lulus from Ohio. Why don't you explain about the Ohio cops? I don't know what the hell is wrong with, you know, to this day, if someone says they're from Ohio, I automatically don't like them. I, mean, I don't know what the hell it is. I just don't like anybody from Ohio based on some of the early experiences I had with some of those morons from Ohio law enforcement. I don't know. Those idiots, Jim and whoever else, you know, were from Ohio. They were just idiots. 
Remember the, the man and woman that came in and said they were brother and sister, and yet they slept in the same room in the bunker? Yeah, I don't remember where they're from. Was it Ohio? Yeah, they were from Ohio, close to where I was raised, brother. Well, most people associate, you know, uh, that kind of thing with, you know, Kentucky and Tennessee, but I guess Ohio, that, that can happen there, too. In, well, no. In breeding. They weren't. They weren't brother and sister. They were cheating on their spouses. You you forget the whole backstory on that. I don't remember much. You know, I drank too much. <laughs> we did in Alibaba's. Oh, tell the story about the slaughtering of the. Uh, I've told this on different shows. The slaughtering we would do to a uh, sheep or a lamb, and then remember when I welded that little metal thing and Alibaba's was a uh, if you've ever seen the old videos from uh, the Gulf War and after where they had these things jets took out of because we were on Camp Delta and uh, uh, (coughs) it was was an Air Force base basically for the Iraqis uh, 40 kilometers from Iran we have a story about that one, too. But all the exhaust would vent up through, like, a chimney. Well, in that chimney, we used to have to, us in the Army, would have to teach these dudes how to use RPGs and shit. And uh, so we would burn the dunnage, and then we would turn it into charcoal, and then we would grill a sheep or a lamb, and uh, we would have a big party in the... Uh, Polish, those fucking dudes, they were awesome. Uh, the Polish and um, the Polish Fishing Forces and uh, what was it? The um, There's a bunch of Ukrainians there, but they're idiots. Yeah, well, in the beginning, they were idiots. The second batch were good, like with Anatoly and, uh, you know, when we did the uh, um AK Armors course that I did, those guys were good. Uh, but we had the Romanian Special Forces. Their their emblem was the bat, you know, like Dragula. Yeah. Uh, we and then the Azerbaijanis and anyway. So I, I believe in what Robbie Young Pelton used to say. It was not a coalition of the willing. It was a coalition of the billing. Because do you remember the the gym I taught everybody uh, defensive tactics in, uh, the assholes, the last unit of Ukrainians that were thieves. I mean, we'll tell a story about what they did one night. This is no bullshit story. Uh, but they actually stole the air conditioning unit, put it on an Antonov, and sent it back to the Ukraine. You remember that, brother? They stole everything. They stole gasoline, air conditioners, anything that wasn't, even if it was bolted down, I'd go back. They stole everything. You remember they went into the uh, uh, AFIS and they pulled the door off the hinges and it was it was put into the building. It had a, a thing. They used a... Uh, um, uh, BMD, no, it wasn't a BMD. Uh, 
one of their armored vehicles. They pulled the door off the hinges, and then they set fire to it after that. You remember that? I still have the speakers. We're talking right now because of my Harmon Carden speakers from that AFIS. Harmon Carmen is a good speaker. I can't. And the, the the fire part sounds familiar, but I can't remember much else. Well, we would always walk in there, and you'd see the Ukrainians uh, putting like uh, DVDs down their pants, and yeah, then they pass off the them. yeah, they pass the DVD to somebody else, and they'd be like, "What? What? What?" Always like Eminem motherfuckers. Acting like they were badasses. It was hilarious. And, you know, the Ukraine's our ally and everything. That's great. But them motherfuckers, they would get gasoline from the the, the fuel storage place and go out in town and sell it, you know, a liter at a time, you know, just out there to make money. You know, any which way they could. You know, I guess this corruption must be bad over there, you know, in Russia and Ukraine or whatnot. They, they would just steal anything they could. It's crazy. I remember, I remember them setting up, and we had to actually deal with them. I think that's when we actually switched them out. Um, they were from, if memory serves, they were from. Um, uh, why am I mind dumping it? Um, one of the cities in Ukraine, and the next batch we got were out of the area around um, oh Chernobyl, the countryside. And those guys were decent. Every one of them, we never had issues with them. But the Ukrainians, remember when we first got there, those assholes, like it, you know, past one, two, three, four in the morning, they would launch mortars and shit into dead space with nobody there. And they'd say, yeah. oh, we're preventing people from coming in. Fucking prick. Yeah, they were shooting some crazy-ass random orders here and there. I don't know what the hell they were doing. Dipshits. They were off one the of chain. There's was, was one young guy. He'd come to Alibaba and drink with us. He was a nice kid and all, but he was kind of goofy. That's why I'm assuming most of them were goofy, just based off him. But we are at the front gate one time. I don't know if we were uh, bringing people in for the academy or what, what we were doing at the front gate. And I was, we were hanging out, and we were playing around with the rifles and whatnot. Well, the next thing you know, a fucking AK goes off, right? There's three of us standing there. The bullet lands about four inches from my foot. They could have easily took my foot out. I, don't know I remember that. I remember that. That was when we first, what, when I first got there. So you had been there a little while. I do remember that. I remember you and I, uh, because later on in the next indoc. Uh, we had, uh, this is a hilarious story. Uh, our brother Hyder, which I talked about earlier, uh, we had been given, uh, the story that somebody had stole police vehicles and they were going to rush our gate on the next time we got people in. And we had put cones out probably, am I lying? Maybe 150 meters from where we were at. And we would put our hands up, and everybody would slow down. Hyder comes up, and he's flying. Do you remember this? He's late. And we're both like, stop, stop, you know. I, and uh, 
we both shouldered our weapons and he put his pistol out and we're like, and I said, that's Hyder. That's the only reason why that man is still alive. Is as I reckon. I thought it was, yeah, I, I remember that day specifically. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was a colonel in the car. Or maybe, maybe Hyder was in the car with the colonel. Yeah, Hyder was driving the colonel. Yes, the that that bullshit colonel that had the little <coughs> swagger stick he would put under his arm. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what yeah, you remember that piece of shit. So yeah, yeah. Was, we, we drew down on that motherfucker, and they're like, "Who the fuck is this? He's fixing to get lit up." And then we recognized who it was. Luckily, you know, we didn't blast his ass. That's yep. that close. To, he's close to getting killed. And, you know, you well, can look back and laugh now, but he almost got his ass killed. Hell yeah, we both had beads. I think I was on the driver. Probably at the, and a lot of people don't understand where to aim on a vehicle. You don't aim at the windows because those windscreens will deflect the bullets. So you don't know where they're going to hit. You go right to where the dashboard is. So it's at the hood level. And you drill those bullets in there and it'll blow the dashboard out on them. And uh, it's just plastic and a little bit of sheet metal. And uh, you'll ventilate a motherfucker. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, definitely one one method to you know, take them out. Depending on what kind of guns you're shooting, too, you know. It's one thing if you have, you know, which we did, you know, a 50 cal or, or M60. You know, we had you know, you know AR-15, so shooting to the windshield is not always the, the best option. You there? Did I lose you? I think oh. uh, Kaiser dropped off. Uh, for, uh, Kaiser, are you there? Kaiser. <laughs> the gods have taken oh, Kaiser. They have taken him. So I'm gonna I pretend like I was. In, I'm gonna pretend like I was in the army with I you guys. I for a second because oh. I had to use the restroom. I thought Will was gonna go on longer about that. Oh, see, I, I was gonna. I was gonna pretend I was in the oh. army. And I was gonna start saying some fake stories. See if Will went along with him. See, you, you should have just stayed away a little longer. Would have been funnier. Well, well, that was that was the thing. I was. That's why I said run with it for a second. Anyway, I, I was going to say, Will, remember the time we caught up to that UFO that was flying down, and they came down, and it was a bunch of like LGBTQ community people, and it wasn't really, really aliens. And they were from the future, and I was going to just and do a Will said. Nothing but red wings and a cock ring. That's there you right. go. And it was, a pink, U- it was a pink UFO. Will remembers both of these. Uh, we used to go drink at General Neen's building. I sent him a picture of General Neen's building to remind him where it was at. And earlier. So he now knows and remembers probably where that was at. Uh, but uh, we would go drinking there. And they had the first story is they had torn up. The sewers were all overflowing to a lot of the uh, the little catchment points. Uh, were overflowing into people's toilets and showers, except not mine, thank God. I was they caught it before it got to me, and uh, but it did stink like fuck. And so they're redoing the uh, toilets, and we had went and got drunk. It was so fucking cool. And I'm walking back, handgun on my hip, jumping these uh, 
ditches that they had made. It was hilarious, bro. Um, I have a fucking hyena run between the sandbags from they had later on they'd put sandbags in between each or each chew. Uh, a chew is just somewhere where you lived, and we had our own wet chews, so we didn't double up or nothing like that. And it was hilarious. This thing ran between me. And my chew as I was jumping. And I was like, oh, shit. And you have not lived until you've had a hyena run in front of you at night. And the other funny one was one day I go to uh, Will's wife had called me up. Is Will okay? I'm like, I'm sure he is. And I went down there. And uh, he's got. A little green snake that's been chopped up. Now, people who have been over there know those green snakes are not garden snakes. And I got it wrong because Will informed me. Uh, are you there? Let me add him again. Somehow he left. Now we've lost Will. The yeah, plot thickens. I think he probably wouldn't take a piss yeah. also. Probably did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend I'm Will this time. Um, oh, all right, all right. Oh, there all he right. goes. Yeah, I'm back. Is he back? Yeah, the call dropped. I'm in my car, so. All right. Well, I was I was telling the story about the uh, snake. I was gonna yeah, pretend I was you this time, and yeah, you ruined it for me. Well, I was gonna pretend I was you, and yeah. you know, I was I was gonna talk about the the trouser snake. No, 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 no. It was a snake. Cut up, right out. That's what that's what Lorena Bobbitt said. It was that's what Lorena Bobbitt said. It was a snake, and I cut it up. And and Will goes like this. He goes, uh, "It's just a garden snake." And I said, "What'd you kill him with?" And he pulled out his Gerber multi tool. And I'm like, "Dude, that's a two stepper snake." I can't remember the name of the snake now. And then later on, he told me, nah, man, I didn't use that. I was just fucking with you. This is the kind of shit we dealt with every day. He was like, uh, nah, I killed him with my K-bar. And I was like, nice. But, see, I had told that story. It became legend. Am I lying? Yeah, it's it's true. It's a true story. I'm just looking at it as step on that motherfucker. We're going to be right now, probably. Oh, you wouldn't have. That That's no bullshit. And that's... I wasn't worried until I got to your door and I saw that snake cut up. And I'm like, uh, he might have gotten bit. I didn't say that to her. That was between me and the lamppost. But I, I guess now if she listens to this, she'll know. But, you know, that is just what we did. We always... You know, now it's time to... The ball bust. We've been reminiscing long enough. Why don't you jump on old Shuffy <laughs> and let <laughs> folks know the reality of it? It's more fun than you would believe. Did uh, you say Jeff, jump Jeff, on Jeff, little Jeff. Jaffy? Like Jaffy Ryder? No, Shuffy. <laughs> myself. Kaiser Shuff. No, no, yeah. but I like it came off like almost like Jaffy when you said it. A little bit like that. Yeah. 
Shout-outs to, uh, shout-outs to Jaffe Ryder. <laughs> Big love to Jaffe. <laughs> oh, hell, you know. It's, it's hard to know where to begin, you know. To start <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I like to start off with you know, some, something sexual, you know. And oh, of course. Then, then going from there, but you know, the, I'm, I'm still fixated on, on on your outfit, you know, with the cock ring thing. You know, that's the, you knew that was what I always used to say. I will say this. Uh, this is a story that will make everybody laugh. Me and Will, this is before the second batch of Ukrainians came in. This is a fact. This is funny. We have to scout. It was an old mosque. They weren't using it for mosque stuff because uh, the Ukrainians were going in there taking shits. We turned it into a training area, used a lot of workers for it, for, like, building clearing. But uh, me and Will walked in. I'll be damned if there was not. Do you remember this or not, Will? Because you were there with me. I know it was you. We walked in and there's one Ukrainian standing up. Remember they had those little half uh, areas where, you know, you couldn't see below the belt. Yeah, walls. Chasing walls. Yeah. And that... Young kid, as we turned the corner, and the guy with his eyes were closed or something, didn't notice we were walking in, and he's tooting on old dude's dick, and we started laughing our dicks off, man. We're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And they're like, <sighs> and the one guy's like, "What? What? 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 You remember that?" Uh, well, well, I know what I do remember. There's a guy that was getting his dick sucked, stood up, said, "Shove." <laughs> 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 That's fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> hey, do you remember I went to my I was the last guy to get a chew. And uh I remember going in there and caught those two Iraqis butt raunching and we had beds when they first brought the bedding in from the military. They were covered in plastic. And so I go to I they give me my key. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna go check my place out. And I open the door, and there's two dudes, two Iraqis, butt raunching on my bed with the plastic cover over it. You remember that? And I'm like, get the fuck out of here and take the plastic with you, you sons of bitches. Yeah, remember that? I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Now I'm sitting there thinking, you know, you knew all the hiding places that the gay guys went to. You're always finding them somehow. Well, of course. And the plot thickens. <laughs> the plot doesn't thicken, the cum does. No, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Look, we called it getting in the barrel. When one person's fucking in the barrel, you're trying everything to push it to other people. The funnest part is just to go with it. But he knows the stories, and he is, like I said, the funniest motherfucker I know that I hung with. And I think there was, what, six of us that actually hung together? Am yeah, I wrong? Like yeah, something like that. Everybody else was afraid to go outside the gate. They were afraid to go into the town of Coop. Uh, they definitely didn't want to go on the drives or the mail runs. And I, I can't 
really fault them for that because it really they didn't really have to do that, but we did. But it, it, it was one of those things where one time they had stated, um, uh, you remember this, Don did this bullshit. Like I said, we we're 40 kilometers from uh, Ar- Iran. That's not bullshit. That's for real. And they said, oh, there's 5,000 screaming Iranians going to come and invade fucking Camp Delta. And I was the only guy with the DOD clearance. It was hilarious. And the intel guy comes in and goes, yeah, okay, I know about you. Yep. After he asked me for my security clearance and ran me. And it was hilarious that that's probably why Don really hated me. Because Don was like, I'm so fucking jacked with everything. I got everything. And Don didn't have shit. And he turned out to be a liar on a, a couple other things. You run with it, bro. Oh, yeah. But I, I studied Don too much. So he, he said he was with one federal agency. And then he turns out, you know, what I hear with another one, you know, I, I don't care. You know, he was a goofball, from, you know, from the get-go. And only after time did he, you know, kind of loosen up a little bit and realize he'd made some mistakes in, in, in personnel. But uh, I'm not, I'm not studying him. You know, that, that's what it was at the time. I mean, we just dealt with it best we could. But you know, my memories of Iraq are definitely are not of him. I try not to even think about him too much. No, I'm just remembering everybody. I mean, Al, who's passed away now. Uh, he was sort of a dork, but he he was our funny dork. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, He'd he still go. Hmm. He, he was kind of goofy, you know. It's it's kind of like um. Uh, uh, you ever seen Shit's Creek? Yeah, yeah. It's a series on uh, I guess Netflix. He kind of reminds me of, of the father figure guy in that show. You know, he was kind of weird, kind of extravagant. You know, he was like sophisticated. But not, but I don't know. He, he was kind of goofy, but I liked him. That was a good guy. Yep. We had a bunch of good dudes. I mean, even with Don, that's why I said I'm not besmirching him too hard. And trust me, you know I can. But it, I did fuck with him back because, you know, my policy was always fuck with me. I'll go double on you. And uh, I did go double on him. Uh, especially with the meth thing. I'll, I'll never forget it. He's like, well, you got to open that. No, I don't. You ain't got no jurisdiction here. You're not a fed here. None of us are. We're all fucking working for DOJ. Eat a dick. And I got, I got plywood coming too, baby. I'm annexing my fucking chew. Oh, that was hilarious, bro. That's all I'm saying. I did really dig into his ass. I'm glad that, I ended up going to Mosul and stuff, but uh, there was something really awesome that Will and I experienced. That was the Marine Corps birthday, and I'll let Will tell you about some of that, uh, and I'll add in what he might have forgot or what he he remembers, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm in Baghdad. I'm at the main embassy. Yeah. And I think I was going on vacation. I don't know what the hell I was doing over there. But I, I came and went to Baghdad every so often, you know, the embassy here and there. I look up. 
I'll be goddamn. Look at this motherfucker right here. Shuff. What the hell are you doing here? So, you know, we, we hook, you know, have some drinks, you know, talk about old times, whatnot. And I, I forgot what Shuff was doing in, in, uh, at the embassy at the time, but uh, and it just so happened to be it was dumb luck. You know, Shuff and I were, were both in, in the Marine Corps at one point in time, and, you know, it was the Marine Corps' birthday. That, I guess that given day, I guess they were celebrating Marine Corps' birthday that night at the embassy. And uh, said some high, high profile, you know, Marine generals and other officers there, and whoever else, I don't have a clue. But it was kind of neat, you know, just to run into shelf there on, on that night. You know, the Marine Corps birthday, so that, was, that was a cool experience. Yep, it was General Petraeus who was there. Uh, it was, and remember Petraeus, oh, you weren't there at Adnan when I fucking blew the lid. Cliff Conicello hated me. Because Petraeus showed up, and he was in charge of training Iraqi police, uh, military, and border patrol at that time. And um, General uh, Petraeus comes in, and I'm like, wait till you get any food or your soda. You're going to taste nothing but curry, because we had Indian cooks. And, bro, they used to throw that curry around. Like it was pixie dust. And uh, Will can verify this because he, he went to the same tent to eat that I did uh, when he got there. He got there a little before I did. And uh, it was just horrible food. Absolutely yeah. horrible. Yeah, the motherfuckers put curry, in, put curry in every fucking thing. It might have been spaghetti or, you know, macaroni and cheese, whatever the fuck they cooked. Curry was in that motherfucker. It was, it was fucking ridiculous. Fuck, they put it because they threw it around so much. It was in the soda cans, in the lips of them. Uh, it was in uh, the the salad. You couldn't get away from the curry. I tried it all. And so Petraeus comes in, and I'm like, uh, hey, General Petraeus. He's like, huh? And Conicel is right next to him, sucking his ass, you know, the, the Washington Mafia. And I looked over and I said, yeah, wait till you try the soda or salad or whatever. And Conicello looks at me like, you fucking asshole, piece of shit. That's why I got sent to Coop, by the way. And so Petraeus goes in there and first thing he does is open his soda. I can't remember if it was Pepsi or Coke. Don't want to lie. And all of a sudden he's like, hey. This, you know, the curry with the soda just doesn't work, right? And then he looks over at me, and I'm like, oh, wait till you have some salad. And he puts a dressing on it. It was hilarious, bro. He puts that fork in there and stabs it in real good and bites it. Oh, my God, you should have seen that fucking sucker face. He's like, oh, shit. And uh, he's like, this is closed down. I'll be back for dinner. And so he said, I want this entire place clean and we're doing a barbecue tonight. Okay, fine. And as I'm coming up, uh, we had went out to remember the big mall next to the pizza inn before it got blown up. And uh, the big mall down there in Baghdad next to that airport, the Medivac airport. Remember that, Will? 
I remember the medevac, you know, strip. I don't remember no fucking ball. Fuck your talking about. Well, it was the A-Feast, that big warehouse-looking thing that we would go in. It was where when you came in from Biop, you went through the gate to get to the embassy. It's right across from the embassy. Annex. Uh, the embassy annex. I don't know if I ever made it to that one. I can't remember. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, we go in there, and we're getting whatever we needed. Who knows what it was? And we're coming back. And as we're coming back with those goofy buses they had, those Japanese buses, uh, we get back to Adnan Palace. And as we're walking towards our tent, there's the tent to uh, the uh, uh, chow hall. And there's this fucking Pakistani with a big tub of curry over his goddamn shoulder. And he didn't have a lid on it. And I knocked it off his shoulder. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. He said, no more curry. <laughs> and I kicked it when it landed on the ground. And it just went everywhere. And he, you should have looked at the beautiful face on him. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's right. No curry. And uh, anyways, Petraeus came back. There was no curry in, in that place. They scrubbed that place down. And uh, it was one of the funniest moments of my life, dude. Conicello actually saw me do that, and that's why I went to Coop. That's fact. That's how that happened. Oh. Yeah. But Coop was a great place. Yeah, Coop was pretty cool. Coop was all right. You know, we didn't, we didn't get bombed too much down there, you know, every now and then, you know. It was a good base. It was a big base. They had a lot of space. You got stretch legs, stretch wings. Oh, were you there when I rented that motorcycle? Yes, and you were there when the SF dudes let me use their Polaris 700 quad. And I had that for like two weeks until they had... Remember when they went from being... They don't use A-Team anymore, but they're small ODA team. And then it became what in the old days in the Army would be a Mike Force, which is like 200 people when they showed up. You were there at that time. And that was probably about the time when the raid on the uh, uh, IED factory that was in Coot, that was, uh, it was after they cooked that chieftain's sun in the oven. You remember that? Yeah, more or less, yeah. So it was about that time. And uh, so anyways, I'm not getting into the weeds on that, brother, but you know what I mean. We pacified that fucking area, and you know what? You and I still have good names there. That says something about us. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's hard to forget two crazy-ass fucking Americans, you know. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of that. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Every day I think about that place. I loved it. I will tell you this. Out of that and Pangier are the two places that I feel safer than I do even in my own home state. I'm not even fucking with you. And you know why that is, but... That's between me, you, and the lamppost. But with that being said, brother, I think 
Angel, we just did our hour, or did we not? Um, about eight minutes before the hour is up. But uh, remember, I'm not doing my show tonight. So if you guys want to uh, chat a little bit longer and uh, feel free. Sounds good to me. Well, you up to do it a little longer, or you need to eat some of that Chinese food, brother? Well, the Chinese food's in the house. I, I'm in the car. And I, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I, I've never lasted eight minutes before, but I'm gonna give it. You know, I'm gonna give it a try. Usually, it's two minutes all I'm good for. But I, I, I'll, I'm I'll a thirty. Eight. I'm a thirty second uh, <laughs> man myself. You know. <laughs> Wait, uh, you two yeah. are. are are horrible, you know. I'm half Dago, so you know I'm classical spaghetti inward. You know, I, I all that shit. I got blessed below the waist in the eye. National. That's it. Brown eyed and blessed with that. So I I go all night, baby. That's that's the way I roll. But <laughs> don't uh, judge me because I'm a speed yeah, fucker. Well, yeah. well you know, we're talking about with a, a human, not a not a fucking magazine though. Motherfucker. No, it, it's not just that. Correct. If you remember, oh, here's something funny. Or a comic book. I'm not going to say his last name, but you remember Dave, the real religious dude? Well, I remember Dave. I don't remember him being that religious from, from Arizona. Yeah. Dave G. I'm not going to say his last name. Really good dude. Really good dude. Yeah. Really religious, too. Okay. Okay. I, I overlooked that kind of thing. I had a subscription. I had he was one of the range guys, and I had a subscription to uh, the Naked News back then, (laughs) and I had the Naked News going on, brah. And the girl was already stripped and standing up. It was the weather girl. (laughs) Matter of fact, (laughs) and he walks in, and all of a sudden. I'm, you know, I'm sweeping up, mopping my area, and, uh, you know, just cleaning the area out with all that sand, and, uh, and, you know, I'd always have, like, Jim as the music on the background, it was, uh, who are they, Jim songs, uh, who are they, and, uh, that or Daft Punk back then, and, uh, he knocks on the door. I'm like, come in. I didn't think shit about it. I didn't know it was at the door because, remember, we taped our windows. And he comes in, and his eyes would not get away from the fucking <laughs> screen of my fucking on. laptop. Uh, and I, I tell people this. The fastest <laughs> internet I've ever had was provided by DynCore. Oh, I. by the way, I'm still... Hooked up with our bro that used to work for DynCore, who was the IT guy, the um, Albanian dude. Uh, I'll just say Sari. You know who I'm talking about. And uh, remember, we would lose power every once in a while. For me, this is a fact. Verify this. I would always wait to the last minute, take a shower, go go to the academy. God damn it. Every day that... I would have to finish washing the soap out of my eyes and shit with, now you think this is funny, and it is, uh, with water, not from my hot water heater, but that was room temperature. If you've never tried to rinse your whole body off, your testicles actually go up into your throat 
as and then I'd walk up there just in time. The fuck are you talking about? Fuck, huh? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Don't you remember our our generator would shut down? Yeah, I remember that. And it would always be right before I fucking was getting ready. I was in the shower every time. And I would grab those big two liter bottles of fucking water. And I would fucking have to finish my shower. I had them in the shower room in my those, sink. That wasn't sink. water. They were full of urine. Yeah, they're you full better. of urine, you moron. No, they weren't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, if they're full you were putting pee pee on your head. <laughs> no, no, no. If they were full of urine, I would have drank it or, you know, maybe tried to squeeze the bottle and fucking clean out my asshole. Hey, you know, so, they do have that yeah, uh, thing so called. They have a thing called urine therapy, by the way. I, I'm in the barrel, but I'm also going to buy into anything you guys say. Ooh. Ooh. Every, I have my first. I, and that story's over. I have my first uh, golden shower in Iraq. What? Yeah, I swear. First now, was it, with, was it with a goat or a sheep? No, I guess about 100 men. Oh, because that's that, their their finest yeah, women are usually goats or sheep. That's hard yeah, here. I, I remember. I'll try to remember that. But anyhow, so they had these you know, when, we, when I first got to Iraq. It was uh, November of whatever the hell year, two thousand four. They had this uh, homemade uh, latrine porter john outside, made out of wood. And it wasn't really like you know made to spec, and there was no little blue water in the bottom of it. And I had to go right. use the bathroom. And I, and I and I had a, a splasher, and that's you know using the bathroom. We're sitting down, use the bathroom, and I had a splasher, and all that you know hundreds of men's fucking urine, golden urine, just splashed all over the bottom of my legs, ass, balls, whatever, just urine every fucking where. Just disgusting. So I remember I that story. <laughs> I remember that story because I got there in January of '05, and you told me. That was when we were still yeah. living in the, uh, uh, bunkers out there on yeah, the airbase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and you're like, stay away from this yeah. fucking place. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how people like. I don't know why people like golden showers. I thought it was fucking horrible. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. I remember that now that you mentioned it. God damn, that was nasty. Uh, do you remember uh, Don's buddy, the o- other old guy uh, that used to have his own little, it was right outside, it was that little house from Alibaba's, and he had like his own little liquor store. You remember that guy? Mm, no, no, no. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, uh, with the black hair? Yeah, oh, it, was it, well, it was black because he dyed it. Yeah, and then you had that SF dude with his Iraqi whore that stayed there for a little while. You remember those two? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. It must have been. They must have not been there as long. I I'm trying to remember them more than I am. But I, I do kind of. Yeah. Oh. What well, was when? Uh, we caught Don going there and getting booze, and then we started getting booze from that dude instead of the uh, Iraqi bus driver. 
Remember that guy you used to bring in? And I, I tell people this all the time. Five guys, um, five, what was it called? Five, di- five guys scotch. And uh, it came in a can. Believe this, uh, Angel. This is the truth. Will and I both drank out of it. And it was like a can of beer. And that scotch was the most horrible fucking booze you'd ever want to drink. And yet, that was the reliable source of alcohol. If you couldn't get uh, the tall boy Heineken's, and you couldn't get the, um, uh, what was that other shit we would get, Will? Usually we got a bunch of Turkish beer. You know, that that kind of stuff to me tastes like rubbing alcohol with urine mixed in. That's... You ain't lying, brother. Yeah. I only wear wear urine. I don't drink it. Huh? I only wear urine. I don't drink it. There you go. (laughs) 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 When you were at, tell me the truth, when somebody like asked you, Will, um, what's that lovely smell? What'd you say? (laughs) Oh, shit, I don't know. I would not know what to say. And did well, you tell him? The thing is, I am European. <laughs> I'm not really American. Nice. I'm European. Actually, it does make sense because a lot of them don't have the same, you know, uh, uh, hygiene standards as as those in the Western world or the United States, anyhow. Well, when we finally built Angel, you'll love this. Will can verify. We finally built the academy, and we were teaching these people in all different places, right? Yeah. During our time. And finally, they get this nice academy built, and they bring in all these toilets. What's the first thing they pulled off the toilets, Will? Oh, wow. Porta potties. Can I say the seats? Yeah, the seats. Yeah, they pulled the seats off of them. Yeah. Angel, they were thrown sense. out, and we had classrooms bringing toilet paper in and using it to wipe their nose. Uh-huh. And the urinals <laughs> were holding water bottles. That's how filthy these fuckers were. Ew. It was nasty as fuck. Am I lying, Will? No. It's just weird. Different culture. Just different. So I thought we were weird, these little Porter Jones. You'd have, they would send in the shit sucker every day, and the first thing he had to do was take out the hose and, and suck the shit off oh. and decontaminate the footprints from up on the toilets with shit all over the back of it, everything. You know, if they had explosive ass, it was hilarious. Am I lying? Yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, we used to walk But was it hilarious? That's the question. Huh? But was it hilarious, Will? That's the question. Oh, it was. That's right. The funny part was we would walk that 200 yards. I had the furthest building on the left-hand side as you walk down between all the shoes. The furthest building towards the area where we lived. And uh, here's a funny one after that one. 
uh, I would walk that far to take a piss. Except for, you remember that picture I snapped with uh, uh, Lieutenant Gill's brother? And uh, when we, that old picture I used to post saying Tequila Sunrise. And you remember what we were doing that night where you actually went to the uh, the gate, the little lift gate, and you had a billy club in your hand and you had that lift gate in between your legs. That was fucking hilarious. That's the funniest picture I ever took. And I don't know whatever happened to it. You probably used it too much and then we got ruined. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably sticky, wet, and confused. Uh, <laughs> now that's you know, hilarious. You know I'm gonna buy into it, hey. But uh, do you remember there was a night? This is no shit. Uh, it was the first time we drank with the poles, the Polish special forces. We actually had to go down to get one of the guys released by the Polish military police. They absolutely were there, and. Uh, it was hilarious. They had hunkers. That's their Jeep, uh, lorry, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. And we knew these dudes. We'd been drinking, and, and it was the first time I'd ever drank with them. And I couldn't understand them because, you know, their Polish accent. And they're like, tell me when. And, uh, you know, with the way they had that thing going, I didn't understand what they meant. And I'm like, stop. He goes, that's not when. And I'm like, when? It's overflowing. I was drinking this hooch from Hunker. Uh, they had two Hunker radiators. And they, in their compound, they had the most homemade vodka I've ever seen in my life. Am I lying, Will? No, yeah. All true. They brought them motherfucking bottles down there every night. And that night, I looked like a fucking, uh, what was his name in the, uh, um, what was the name, uh, what was that show called? It was hilarious. It was, uh, oh, the guy from Silence of the Lamb. Charles yeah. in Charge. Oh, no. I'm bouncing off the hood, we'll tell you. And there's a Hesco behind me. And so I'm bouncing in between them like a pinball. And I was lit and I couldn't drive and we'll knew that these fuckers got me so drunk that night and we'll get us home and then the next day Doug comes out with a mop bucket some uh, 405 and some other shit I puked I guess on the way home all the way down that vehicle and Doug's like you're cleaning this shit up motherfucker yeah <laughs> <laughs> That was funny as hell. Now, thinking of the polls and Doug, I can't, can't remember if you were there or not, but we didn't, we didn't have anything to do one day. I mean, I mean, Doug, we were just bored, bored of our fucking minds. So we both got on bicycles and decided it would be fun to ride down the, the airstrip, you know, where the planes you know, will take off and land. And, you know, because out there, not too many planes ever came. We just rode down the damn airstrip, and we got close to the tower, we heard something over the PA, but it was in fucking Ukrainian or Polish. So what the fuck they said. So we just kept on going. I laughed a little bit. 
got to the end of the runway and kept going and got about 100 feet from the end of the runway and the Polish fire trucks pulled up with the lights on. I guess we essentially got arrested by the Polish firefighters who tried to talk to us and in their broken English, they couldn't speak English worth a damn. We didn't speak Polish. We had like a stalemate for like 10 or 15 minutes and they finally just waved us off, you know, from frustration. Like, you know, go, go. But I guess I got arrested that day by by Polish firefighters for riding down the fucking, you know, the airstrip and my bicycle. But imagine doing that in the United States. So you definitely go to jail. But different. I remember that day because I was there. I wasn't out there with you guys, but I remember you coming back going, we got arrested. And I'm like, huh? You're like, yeah, Polish firefighters have the ability to stop you. (laughs) And I'm like, what happened? And you told me it was the area uh, when we started teaching the students to drive. Yeah. That area of the runway where we actually set up the driving course. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so it, was, it was a nice ride and entertaining, you know, trying to just figure out if we were going to jail, going to the fire hall, or, you know, going to get raped. What the hell was going to happen? I had no idea. But then they just let us go. Now, you have to tell everybody about the super bike that you rented. And, and uh, I'll start it out. While we were there, we were all looking for things to buy because it was dirt cheap there uh a pack of cigarettes a a carton was two dollars that should tell americans how much you're taxed on your cigarettes and these were marlboros and marlboro lights and shit like that that's fact am i lying yeah i was smoking camels it was camel camel brand i think it was a bit uh lesser quality but it was definitely camel brand well, remember, I had my wife send camels for you. Anyways, uh, the funny point that I, I was getting at was uh, when we got there, uh, everything was so cheap. Well, I was looking at a, it was a 57, 58 Beetle uh, Volkswagen. Uh, it was a salon. Uh, uh, a wagon. You know, just a beetle. And uh, I was like, dude. And my interpreter, I can't remember his name. He's the guy who got married. And we celebrated his, uh, uh, we gave him kind of a, uh, I I wish I could remember his name. It's Muhammad, but I I, I can't remember. Yeah, I know. They were all Muhammad. I know. but he was the guy who had the high-pitched voice, uh, really good dude. And then his wife got pregnant before I left. And my wife and your wife were sending vitamins for her, pre, prenatal vitamins. I wish I could remember. Uh, and baby clothes. And it was after we had all went to um, the uh, children's home. Uh, where their parents were killed, the orphanage. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that was a tearjerker. You remember that? And I was talking to my wife saying we might have to adopt an Iraqi kid. And I, I wasn't fucking around. 
Uh, but you know how that, that went. Anyway, so this dude, he knew the guy who had that beetle. And he goes out, and the guy comes back. I'm like, shit, this shit should be cheap. And I figured, well, I'll take it down to Kuwait, send it out, just like we could with guns if we wanted to. And, uh, you know, that's how I'm going to leave Iraq. I'll just drive that fucker down there. And the guy went to like 56000 bucks for it, bro. We were making money, but I wasn't paying that for it. I was like, tell him to fucking eat a dick. But it was in great shape, bro. I know you had to have seen it. We used to pass by it every time we went into town before the English Bridge. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I remember you talking about this this vehicle. I can't remember what it looked like, but yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was, those were the days, man. That was the days of many splendid dollars. I was talking with our bro, Ed, and he corrected me on how much we got paid. I was like, whoa, dude. I, did, I didn't even realize. I mean, me and my wife went away for 45 days in Europe. You know? And you and your wife, what did you guys do? Do the Disney plan or something with your kids? I can't remember your vacation. Yeah, well, I, I took two different vacations. One of them was, you know, a, a big, long Disney excursion. You know, we stayed at a... So my themed hotel, uh, SpongeBob of them. Yeah, it's like a SpongeBob hotel. I can't remember what what the heck that was, and we stayed there longer than anybody else had ever stayed there before. This is an expensive place. I had, had like a water park there, hit Disney, you know, every day while we we're down there. That was a big vacation, and then uh, I came home for Christmas once, and then when I ended trip, ended mission, that was the nice one. I, I met my wife in a. Cancun. I flew nice. straight from Iraq. I guess I, I stopped in Miami. I can't remember. I stopped somewhere. But I basically left Iraq and went pretty much straight to a Cancun, Mexico. And she left uh, Tennessee and moved me down there in Cancun. And it was a, you know, one of the nicest hotels I ever stayed in. Spent a bunch of money because we had it. And uh, yeah, but I had some good trips. Had the money to use and you know. Away from home for so long, you know, it, it justified those those expenses. Hell yeah, we were uh, we were um, enriching ourselves. That's right. At that time, yes, we were enriching ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's a lifestyle. Uh, but I'm glad that you were able to honestly chill out and talk with me on this shit because a lot of people don't realize man and it's gonna get good for contractors again trust me because biden will get us into more wars which you and i both know will happen i'm waiting for it yeah and we'll make money again unfortunately you know your thoughts brother yeah you know Wars are going to happen. They always have, and you know a lot of people profit off off these wars. You know, some of them are the politicians or their friends, and some of them are you know users, you know, people like us that you know have some skills that that are needed. And you know, when this war, there's going to be money made. That's just you know, there's there's a 
political agendas and then there's a financial one. Usually, I don't care too much about the political side, but the financial side, you know, at least for the Gulf War, I mean, not the Gulf War, the Iraq War, that was definitely a, a win-win, you know, for, for me and, and you and a number of other people. That's the truth. Uh, the only person I saw that lost on that, he was from Ohio, too, by the way. He was a deputy sheriff somewhere in the state. That's all I'll say. Uh, that idiot on his leave, his first leave, divorces his wife, marries a stripper, gets her a tit job done. This is not, I'm sure you'll know who I'm talking about when I tell you. And I remember he was driving me to the airport. I'm going to see my wife. And he's like, I'm out of here in 10 days and I'm done. Well, dude, I get back 35 days later. Guess who's picking me up? He is. He's like, I paid everything off, this, that, and the other. Not only did the woman not pay anything off, but she got him into $70,000 more of debt. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, dude, and he's running route Irish daily. And route Irish, for those of you who haven't been down to Iraq, uh, Will has a story about what they used to call, and do tell this story so people understand. A Rhino Runner was an Israeli-built vehicle. It's an up-armored bus, basically. And then I'll tell you my experience with that, but uh, Will had pictures from what happened when he left Biop, Baghdad International Airport, and was driving to the embassy. Run with it, brother. I don't know. There's a bunch of a story. I wasn't even sure what you're talking about at first. But, yeah, so you know, I was in country less than an hour. And we piled up onto uh, the armored little buses. And uh, they're heavily armored, but you know, we're heading down the road. And way up ahead, you know, half a mile ahead, you saw this big black smoke cloud. Like, oh, shit. I don't know that we heard an explosion. Maybe we did. I doubt it. You know, the bus, you know, a bump, some, you know, those shitty-ass roads they have over there. And we saw big smoke clouds. So people were looking out the windows. And the windows are smaller than our standard bus because it was an armored. And, uh, you, know, you know, that's the direction we're heading. And there's a bridge up ahead. I guess the driver said there's a bridge up ahead. And as we got to the bridge, and we were on the bridge, and there's, a, I guess, an ID go off on the bridge. Some cars scattered about, you know, pieces of of, of torn metal and, and smoke and probably some body parts. I can't remember. The bus driver didn't stop and take pictures. I did take some pictures myself, but he didn't stop, you know. And uh, I thought, well, hell, you know, with a liver dial, there's to be some pictures. I got those pictures and we kept on going. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't there an hour, you know, and encountered the first IED. Saw some of the effects of that. You know, I don't know the outcome of it because we didn't stop. So I don't know who who lived or died or what, but you know, yeah. So I got some pictures of that. That's the truth. And uh, the only place that was worse than that was going down uh, Tampa, uh, route Tampa, and that was something me and Will, Bob, and Doug. And a couple of times Al did. 
we would go down there to get the mail, and we had to go from Coot to Addiwania. And uh, Addiwania is a long fucking drive. Am I lying? Yeah, everything felt like a long drive when you're under the gun. Yeah. Oh, was- yeah. Well, with Doug and Bob, I went down and Al drove along, I think, twice when you weren't available. Uh, bro, there was nothing more unnerving, except for we were still in Wasset Province. It was hilarious. Every time I'd come to a checkpoint, ah, Mr. Shaw, all the Iraqis. Uh, it was, those were good times. Everybody knew everybody, and and I'm glad that on my personal account, I have a lot of those folks on my page because, like I said, uh, Wasset and uh, Panjshir Province, I have no problem going there unarmed, uh, and I'd even take my family because, you know, we we did get a good name there, and I think we did a lot of good. But see, that was another thing. They weren't ever, even when I was in Mosul, they weren't talking about, the media wasn't. And uh, I'll tell you this, Angel will be able to jump in for a second if he wants to. On the horrible way, the media reported that. And uh, I I just saw, I quit watching TV and uh, it was after we got hit and... It was November of 05 in Mosul, late November. And CNN said they had pictures of the vehicle burning. It's it's a long story. I've told it before. But it was because, you know, the staff sergeant, when he got out of that Hummer, uh, it was a V-bat initiated, and then they started shooting from on top as we were going from the police academy at the foothills of the Kurdish Mountains and, uh, you know, we got everybody out. There was whiplash-type injuries and burns, minor burns, not major, because they had put those standoff bumpers on the Hummers. And, uh, you know, I pushed a brake in the hard car once I started noticing this idiot jumped the curb. And, you know, anyways, they all survived, and I was like, hey, you guys are dead. Uh, CNN just said so. I said, I'll take you out because remember, uh, well, you didn't go there. Uh, uh, on Merez, Camp Merez, they had a, um airbase there. I said, I'll take you down there. You guys fly home. You're dead. And, of course, they didn't bite on it, but it was the only time I ever had to pull rank, quote unquote. It's kind of sad to talk about it that way but you know that it is a cap in the story of your life you know talking to some guys and asking to bite on it and then they they turn you down yeah isn't that horrible <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh angel you tell us what you remember from that era um not much it's about like but i don't remember shit. You know, you chose some a lot of, of pot smoke since then. <laughs> well, it's okay. 
I, I remember what I remember, and I can be wrong. I'm fallible, but not on certain things. Uh, my mind is cloudy. That's the thing. My mind is cloudy at the moment. My mind is cloudy at the moment. That's the thing. Okay, no worries. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, Run Irish, this is nice. Whoa, somebody's getting ready for dinner. Huh? Somebody's making a whole lot of noise getting ready for dinner. Somebody's having Chinese. No. No kidding there, guys. Of course there's Will. I'm being subtle. He's he's getting ready to eat some Chinese food, bye. Anyways, uh, it's awesome. Uh, No, uh, this is for real. Uh, my experience on Route Irish was just this. And when I got home in 06, I remember seeing this woman died over there, uh, Farrell Jundy. If people want to know what contractors did, or, huh? Uh, you sneezed, right? I said, God bless you. No, Farrell Jundy. That, that was his name. Oh. It sounded like you sneezed twice. And so, feraljundy.com. And so what ended up happening was uh, there was a DSS agent, a diplomatic security service agent. And he bounced me off the, uh, the rhino runner. And so I'm stuck there for a minute. And I'm like, well, whatever. And then we had a shark team come up which was DynCor, and it was this one woman from Indiana. She was an Indiana cop, and a bunch of other people, like, there's an M16. It was an old triangular forearm M16 in the back seat. said, pick it up. There were just three of us in that vehicle, and there was a couple other vehicles. We all got out at Flying Man. That's a little statue they have out there once you leave Biop's main gate. And uh, we all locked and loaded. You know, we're going into Indian country. And we made it through it. You know, it it was what it was. But when I got back in 2006, I'll be damned if I didn't go to feraljundy.com. He was the only person tracking contractor deaths. It's one for one with soldiers' deaths. Not a joke. And that woman's picture showed up. And Feral Jundy and I have... I've known all the incarnations of him and he, he's a decent human being. I think Matt's running it again. And he was the only person tracking the deaths of contractors. And there was her picture in her local paper saying that she passed away on route Irish. Now you think about this and you'll understand why Will and I actually made the smartest move. We were training people. We weren't driving all the fucking time. Every time you went on the road, that's just another chance to lose an arm, a leg, or your life. Or both legs. You know, EFPs were a big thing at that time. Yeah, I was more worried about losing my head on those rides than anything. <laughs> Well, I remember you going on a ride in a vehicle in front of me, and when we got there, you're like, hey, do you, did you see that? And I'm like, no, what, what are you talking about? You're like, I got hit in the undercarriage of that one hard car we had that was a piece of shit. 
and I was in the unarmored vehicle, and you, you got under the vehicle and showed me this is where the bullet went in. Remember that? Yeah, I just came back from vacation or something. We were, we were yeah. leaving Baghdad, heading back to Coop, and, and the cowboy got hit. Yeah. Uh, 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 RP, P- PKM, I can't remember what the hell it was. But man, got it shot. Was a yeah. 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 But I'll never forget, we got back to Coop, and you're like, did you, did you see anything? Nope, nobody did. And that's because it was, you know, PKM. It was a ways away. And yeah, he was we getting shot. Carrier. Carrier. You know, was putting uh-huh. some people. And there's no telling where it came from. Well, you could tell where it came from. When Remember we got on the undercarriage and you could see. And it had to have come that way. Ah, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm talking about the shooter. Oh, yeah, yeah, the shooter, yeah, of course, yeah. 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 Who knows? It could have been anybody, yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of shit that went on there that's never been really documented. Uh, but that's what's important about us contractors talking is that um, we try to elucidate people who haven't been over there doing that. You know, it's it, it is our game. It's the game we chose. But folks, it's not a game to play lightly, and that's a fact. You know, we may drink on it, but in all honesty, when I was in Baghdad, I used to hang with the BW boys, uh, Blackwater, and we would get up on and in Mosul, we did the same thing. We get up on the rooftop. We called ourselves the Terrace Club i.e. terrorist, not terrorist, terrorist, like a terrorist that you stand on. And we would sip whiskey, smoke cigars, and watch either the drone hellfire strikes or those from the Apaches. I, I don't remember much of that in Coot. If Will does... You can correct me, but I don't remember it. I just remember the Ukrainians with their silliness. You know, I I wrote it in one of my blogs once back in the day. I said, imagine we're in a war zone and these people are playing a war game. You remember when they did that shit? No, I'm not sure. It was the first batch, so it would have been about February. No, it would have been later in February because I didn't leave Baghdad until after the Al Sadir was bombed. Al Sadir Hotel. Because we heard the uh, PKM that the Peshmergas have open up, me and Rich. You know yeah. what I'm talking about with that. And we're both out there smoking a cigarette. And that PKM lit off and all of a sudden it sounded like a giant beer can getting crushed. And we ended up having to go over there. And I just remember all those hard cars like crumpled by that. Uh, I believe it was a dump truck full of uh, M one 
five five rounds. So Daisy chained together. They all went off. Sure that was so, uh, I'm sure that was impressive. It it was eye opening, yes. And I you remember how Adnan's security was with that those little gates right outside where the hands holding up swords parade ground is? Yeah. At an Adnan Palace. Um and then oh maybe you remember it, maybe you don't. When uh there was a I can't remember if it was a Black Hawk or an Apache. But one of them thought they were getting painted. Uh, this is a fact. This is funny as fuck, too. Uh, everybody used to, the morons, would always put their rifles loaded in their uh, totes, their little uh, boxes that we got, the gorilla boxes. Uh-huh. And they'd put their M4s in there, loaded with one in its chamber, and... Uh, you know, everything else they had, and then lock it up, right? Okay, that's cool. Except this night, it was hilarious, bro. It was a couple weeks before I actually left that place. Uh, one of the helicopters, I remember going out there and me and Richard smoking, and we're just talking about shit because he was mentoring me into this shit. And I'll never forget, uh, we start seeing them drop chaff you know the the flare chaff uh bro it hit one of the tents now you remember where the fire department was relative to adnan so it was there fairly quickly but by the time it got there the firefighters couldn't even fight the fire because their fucking bullets were cooking off from the tent fire <laughs> and it was going into the sandbags. It was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. And we're just like, wow, look at that. Boom, 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 You know, that kind of shit. How'd it go? It was funny. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? It sounded like a fucking rave. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's how it went, baby. It was, <clears throat> I, I'm I, well. You know this about me. I like to boom, boom. I like to make it almost be one shot when I get my two shots out. But you already know this, so you know we we we, we had a good time over there. Do you remember putting your five eleven shirt up with your colored face? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell the story. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we had a lot of downtime there. So sometimes when you're bored, you just think of stupid shit to do. You know, I guess inmates or something in prison must do the same thing, except they don't have the resources. So I decided I was going to, I don't know how I started the process. I don't know if I got a picture of myself, blew it up on the computer and printed it in black and white. Uh, basically, it was a close up of my face. And then I added a, I drew a, a mustache and beard like a Arabic, you know, stereotypical looking mustache and beard you know, that you might think an Arab might have, and I drew that on the face. Everything was black and white except for the eyes. I have a green eyes. I've got a green highlighter or something, and I colored the eyes big, bright green, and I 
put that picture at the at the door to my hooch. It had uh, glass windows in the door, and I put that picture out there, and then put some clothing underneath it to make it look like if you walked around the corner, because there were like sandbags, so you couldn't come to the door straight. You had to come from one side to the other. As soon as you crossed that the threshold to the door, you'd see you'd be confronted, you know, face to face with some weird looking motherfucker staring at you. And Shell came over one day, he's all flabbergasted, like, "What the hell is this at your door? You freaked me the fuck out." that's the truth i i fucking was like dude i almost shot it (laughs) because he had he had the arms up like one of the arms is coming out with a knife or something you couldn't see what was in the hands and it looked like some dude about to slam open the door by the way he had the arms laid and and we had all like i said put 100 mile hour tape over our windows so he took his time doing that, scraping his windows, putting the picture up. It it wasn't a black and white photo. The photo was legit. The only black and white that I can remember is uh, the beard and the mustache. It looked like you, but remember there were. And I I have I always have a problem telling people this. There are Iraqis and Afghani's that have green and blue eyes. And most people don't know this. You know, uh, both those countries were dominated by the Greeks, by the Persians, by everybody. And so it's not uncommon to see blue or green-eyed people over there. And But just the way you had it set up, and I got another story I'll tell, unless Angel's back and wants to give his two cents on something. We'll give him a second if he's there. And I guess he's not there. So here's the here's here's the one funniest that I remember. Uh, you get bored over there, like Will said, like prison. So me and Will decided me and Will decided to go to I can't even remember the dating app. It was something back in 05. It wasn't my space. Huh? It was Yahoo Singles. It was free. That's what it was. Yahoo Singles. (laughs) And uh, Will takes a picture with his hat cocked sideways, arm up, you know, and like in the beginning, I'm looking for a lady just got released from prison. And I know how to keep my pimp hands strong. And it looks like he's coming back with a backhand. And then I see that. And you're like, yeah, man, let's do this. And we tell our wives we're doing this. So then, but it got pathetic. All the fat, (laughs) in my space, we used to have the iceberg ladies, if you remember. The ones that would take a picture and like 5% of them would be what you see. And they look beautiful. But you know the other 95% is a well. <laughs> and uh, these girls, though, had their full pictures up. And uh, I did a similar thing. And both of our wives, the same day on every uh it was because these uh, women were bizarro world. And they're like, oh... I'll help you from prison. We both said we were from prison and whatever. 
and oh, I live close to you, and this, that, and the other, and our wives are like, uh, you guys need to pull your profiles down. <laughs> it was hilarious. You remember that? Yeah, we just said some of the most worst, you know, womanizing, you know, demeaning things. You know, like I need a woman to cook, you know, cook my dinner and wash my clothes. You know, make me, you know, this, that, the other. I'm just saying the things you'd never want to say in a dating app. That might be how you feel, but you'd never say that. You know, trying to pick a woman up and still, some of these women were lining up. Like, here I am. Yeah, it was sad. Very yep. sad. Very sad. And that's why the wives intervene. They're like, uh, these poor women, you need to stop it. And I, I can't say they were wrong. But we were honest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, that makes me laugh so hard. Is Angel back yet? Doesn't look like it. Um, I'm not hearing him. You know, put him to sleep. I guess we did. We thought we were being funny. Maybe we weren't. <laughs> Hopefully he's still recording. <laughs> oh, but he is. Nice. <laughs> have you enjoyed it, Angel? Oh, but I have. Yeah, that's why I said, Will, if you knew the other hijinks we got into, we haven't even scraped the surface yet. Yeah. It, it, it's just funny hijinks. It was funny. Uh, he got there. Him and I had one thing in common. We both had our, our desert camis, our, our six-color desert camis from the Gulf War. And we both made them into shorts. And that was the one commonality we had. And that one picture where you see me with the Punisher Skull t-shirt and shit uh, with the shorts on. Will wasn't in that class. But... We both had matching shorts without even, we'd never met each other at all. Am I lying, Will? That's true. Now, that's hilarious. I know. It's synchronicity, baby. Give us your thoughts on what you heard. What? Me? Yes, Angel, you're a civilian. Oh. I, I, I wanted a civilian perspective on the stories you've heard. It, did it make you laugh for real or what? what's up? All I got to say is one word. Hilarious. <laughs> well... We held back. That and the uh, Chinese food uh, conversation made me hungry. Yeah. How about that over some Chinese food for sure? Mmm. Chicken in China. The Chinese chicken. Get your grub on. What I will say, and it's will back me up on it. In Iraq, it was better in MTV. I wish I could tell you how much better it was, Angel, in 2005. We had Artiedele, which was Italian music television, and uh, RTL. We had our the commercial, our Briachi girl, when that Briachi water came on. Mm-hmm. What would we start doing? Oh, Briachi. <laughs> Smoking hot woman. Nice Italian. Oh, I, you know, my Dago blood flew. And uh, Briachi. Well, Briachi was the name of the water. And so uh. she's 
you got to understand, she's gallivanting with this bottle of water. Her husband comes home, and she's bringing him this water, and it's just like a dance, and she's singing to this water and gives it to her husband. Yeah. yeah I mean, she was smoking hot. Yeah, she was bad. As in, I, I drink water to this day only because of that commercial. Hell, yeah. Fish <laughs> fucking water, but Briachi water, they don't fucking it because she said so. That's right. And the other thing was they had Jim, J-E-M, uh, who are they? You know what's funny, bringing that up, uh, I find it really hilarious now that the U.S. government, here's how fucked up our system is right now. The U.S. government has confirmed there are UFOs, and nobody gives a fuck. Because they're more concerned about what the government's doing now. How it's fucking everything up. That's, that that's good, something that, for real. That's a good meme, too. You should make that. I did make that. You I saw know. It. <laughs> no, that's funny. No, if you think that's hilarious, uh, you saw that video of uh, Joe Biden driving away in the uh, truck? Oh, shit, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, With, dude, you mean- look... The, uh, the 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 uh, truck that they were showcasing on the uh, news. If you watch the, uh, there's a bunch of news uh, reporters there with uh, their own video feed, right? If you watch the C-SPAN one, you get a little bit yep. better view of what's going on, and you can see Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden wasn't even like actually driving the wheel. That's true. That's true. Wow. It's a big metaphor for what's happening in this country, that Joe Biden is like the puppet while somebody else is doing the driving. Yeah. Well, I got both those memes on my page, bro. Check it out. I, I screen grabbed some things. So, anyways, yeah, like I, like I said, man. Page I, of what? What page? Uh, my page Facebook on FB. Page? What? His Facebook uh, is, yeah. It's a Zuckerberg book. Yeah. My Zuck book. There you go. You'll see it. It's hilarious. That, that's, that, should be, that, that should be a new word of the day, by the way. That's Well, see, that's what I, you know, we got to laugh about this shit. Otherwise, we'd fucking cry. And... and that's something Americans don't do. Now, have you ever seen an Iraqi uh, guy in his 40s or 50s uh, cry? I'll tell you what. I have seen Iraqi guys, and Will can verify this, that say they're 18, that look like they're 40 or 50. Am I lying? But, but were they yeah. crying is the question. Were they crying? Oh, yeah, I've seen him cry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well now that's hilarious. That's, all, that's hilarious. No, all Lisa. it takes is... All it takes is... legit. Look, we were very fortunate in Shia land. Up in Mosul, where I had to deal with Shia, Sunni, and uh, Yazidi. You know, I had Yazidi, six of them stand up and walk out of my class because I said in Arabic, you know, the devil's in the details. And, you know, we have an, uh, a, a language 
Gaia, language assistant, I think is what they called him. And he looks over at me and goes, Mr. Shuff, bad, bad, bad. And they stand up and they walk out all pissed off. This really happened. And I was the guy who, when I got there, this other dude, old fuck, he had a football that he doused in water, put it in the water cooler, and he would throw it at the students when they fell asleep. And I'm and the first thing I did when I came in was grab that little Nerf football and threw it out. And I said, look, you're all adults. If you got to use the restroom, you use the restroom. You do not fall asleep in my class. You can pour water over your own head. I'm not going to treat you like children. So when I said this, these six guys got up and we were having a problem with dysentery, which Will and I both experienced in Coop. And he can tell you more about that because we had an actual physical run-in with this guy where Will and I both wore mirror glass in our faces uh, because of this. But barring that, I, I didn't think anything about it. And these guys step up and walk out. And then he tells me why I the Yazidis, I defended them because... Yazidis are always told their religion is from the devil and me saying the devil's in the detail somehow offended them and I was like cool I don't give a fuck and they all came back in in about an hour and all I did was say you guys okay did you have toilet problems you know what what's going on and then one guy had balls, and I respect him, and said, no, you insulted this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Look, we're all grown-ups. Remember our first conversation? We're all grown-ups here. If you have a problem with me, you guys are all welcome to tell me what the problem is, okay? I said, but if I ever see six of you stand up instantly, and walk out of my room again, I'm going to take that as an assault, and I will put a bullet in every one of you. Guess what? I never had a problem again. That's for real. That's a for real story. It sounds like a Saddam way. <laughs> like what I say or you're dead. Well, no. I, 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 I told them, tell me. Tell me. Don't just walk up and I don't know if they're coming at me. Dude, if you would have seen the way they got up. And remember, and this was even in Coot. And this was so hard to defeat. Uh, you would be like, oh, it's democracy, this, that, and the other. And, and how many times did you have students and I have students say, we need a strong leader, one who has a piece of bread in one hand when we're good. And a sword in the other to cut our heads off when we are bad. And all I said to him was, look, guys, I told you when this started. And you guys all got up abruptly. And I, I honestly took it as dysentery. And, you know, I'm rolling it out. You know, I do, brother. And I'm like, but if you ever get up like that again, in mass, I'm going to take it as a threat. That was just me telling them what I will do. Would I have done it? Probably not. I don't need that on my conscience. Well, 
Anyways, you know what? You know the real deal on that shit, Will. So, that's my two cents. Your thoughts, man? I want to just... Who be? Yeah. Well, on the dysentery, I got to, I guess, we can talk about that part. I never had any, I guess, issues in the classroom with, like that to talk about, but the, uh, we ate in the Iraqi cafeteria one day. Usually we eat in the American chow hall, which really yeah, was me and you. Yeah, was, we ate the, the multinational forces chow hall because it was the one with, uh, wasn't Americans cooking it, it was the uh, Indians. And anyhow, that was the food provided by the U.S., but then one day I ate, the in, the, yeah, ate in the Iraqi chow hall one day. I don't know. I walked in the kitchen. You know, there's no refrigeration, no hand cleaning stations. Things are different. So I knew this may not turn out well. And sure enough, it didn't because for about. They had air conditioners on the floor. Yeah, I mean, things aren't aren't the same overseas, you know, especially in Iraq. And so I definitely I paid the price for eating there. Well, remember, we walked in there. And that was when we had that big dysentery outbreak. And, you know, we didn't have a problem with that. None of us did. And you, me, Doug, and fuck, maybe Bob. I think it was Bob. We went there and ate. And we talked to that guy that later we wore his mirror in our faces. The I think he was Lebanese, if memory serves, and uh, who fell asleep while he was driving. We can talk about that here in a second. But um, the interesting part to me, or no, he was Jordanian. I remember that. He was Jordanian, not Lebanese. And uh, they always said, he's trying to kill us, trying to kill us. And we went in there and broke. They love their chicken. I love my chicken. You love your chicken. But remember, we got our plate of chicken, and we're like, ah, it's not even done. And it, 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 it was it was tainted. And we went back to the back area, and remember, he had air conditioners lined up on the floor around those boxes of chicken. Do you remember that? Yeah, a little. We had doors and right. flies were flying around. Yep. So air conditioner. That's a fact. Air conditioner or not, nothing was at the right temperature, cooked or uncooked. No, it wasn't. Nothing was. But we didn't make, I will say this, you and I didn't make the best pizza in Iraq. Remember, my wife sent all the ingredients, and we made the best pizza, and that was when you snapped a picture of me. Passed out with my hand on the TV, that big screen TV you had at that time. And uh, I was drunk as a monkey. And you sent that picture to my wife. This is your husband tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That was absolutely hilarious. And uh, I remember putting my hand up uh, because the Briachi girl was on. That was my last memory until you woke me up. Um, <laughs> You're like, you need to go home, bro. Sleep <laughs> drinking. Huh? Huh? 
I seen a sweet dreams thinking of Grouchy. Oh my god. Oh dude, I, I still that that tune always goes through my head. That was just good times, man. So, you know, you have shitty fuck times we both had to endure. But in all honesty, most of it has been it's the fellowship. It's it's the band of brothers. It's being around hilarious. Dude, you know, it's dude world. Huh? Oh, I was gonna say it's been hilarious. Well, no, it, it's dude world, man. It's getting in the barrel and seeing it's shit testing everybody every day. You're just shit testing. You know, are you gonna be a bitch, or are you gonna try to either? Dump it on somebody else or just own it and say, yeah, okay, uh, whatever. Bukaki me. I don't give a fuck. You know? We'll tell you. I will fucking go to any degenerate level another motherfucker wants to play just to laugh. Because, honestly, when you're around a bunch of dudes, you have to laugh. And if you don't, you're fucked up. Your thoughts on that, Will? Yeah, yeah. I think Will's uh, thinking about the uh, Kung Pao chicken and the chicken lo mein and uh, perhaps the chicken alfatori. Oh, no, that's Italian. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was slip, slipping in a little bite here and there. Cause I got that dinner like two hours ago. Just been just sitting there waiting. Yeah. Ago, however long I got it. We were supposed to wrap up in eight minutes. That was an hour and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow, bro. Now that's well, hilarious. That, hopefully that didn't fuck up your streaming network there. Uh, no, no, I, I wasn't live tonight. And you guys and you guys are hilarious. So I was like, just keep it going. It's all good. Well, I without Will, our wives both know we we've gotten together numerous times. When I went back into federal service with immigration and customs. Uh, he was still, he went back to work for his first agency. And uh, I am telling you, uh, our kids, our wives, it, it, it's just so funny. Uh, there was a picture once taken of me and Will. Will, you want to tell about that picture? I, I, won't, I won't blow your spot is this the picture with the clothes on? Or which picture are you talking about? Or off? The picture, the picture with you with the scissors next to the grill. Oh yeah, we had. Yeah, and I got the spatula while we we're grilling outside on your patio. Yeah, yeah, we were we were dressed for that one. Yeah, so we just I, yourself came in town from his out of state, passing through Tennessee, and stopped in for a little bit. So I grilled out some food, and I couldn't find the stupid utensils to for the grill. So I. Grab the first thing I saw was some daggum uh, scissors and whatever the hell you had in your hand. I can't remember when we took a picture of that because how stupid it was. I was trying to grill with scissors. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't stupid. It was hilarious, and everybody loves it. Uh, it was me holding the spatula, Will going to grab, I don't know, a fork or something. But somehow there a pair of orange-handled scissors. <laughs> and the wives wanted a picture of us at the grill. 
<laughs> and so there both of us are with a beer in our hands. I got spatula looking over big uh, a coke and a smile fucking face. And Will's got the scissors out open over the grill. Coke and a smile. Ah, oh, it was hilarious. Man, that was some funny shit. Yeah, good old times. Uh, I think I had more of the beer than than uh, actually funny. <laughs> no, it was funny. Everybody who's ever seen that picture is like, "What was going on?" I said, "Well, we had to cut the we had to cut the meat." <laughs> so I, I'll turn it. He'll cut it, <laughs> dude. Trust me, I I jump knee deep into that shit. I don't give a fuck. That's some funny shit, bro. That's right. You know that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to wrap up. And with that being said, Will, thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, Letting everybody get a little glimpse into the camaraderie of this shit. And it may be shitty and fucked, but it's your dudes to get you through it. This is man world. And, uh, yes, we have females in it. I get that. And they do a good job. And you and I both know that. But those females, I guarantee you, can deal the same way. And you know this, too. Uh, In man world, the same way we can. And it saddens me that somehow we've lost that in this nation. While other nations... If you look at the difference between the recruiting commercials for the Spetsnaz and the U.S. Army, Spetsnaz are showing hard men. Hard men do make soft times for their people. But soft men and women make hard times for their people. And so you have this Spetsnaz dude. It's back to back. You can see it on Dan Bongino's show at the end. At the end of it. And you'll see these dudes. These Pesnaz dudes. The same fucks I had to deal with during the Cold War. And uh, they're hard as fuck. And then you see this girl saying, I had two moms. Look at this. And I'm so happy about my moms. You know. And she's a Patriot Missile cartoon character. That's the difference in recruiting. Uh, so, anywho. I don't want to get off into this. I'll be all night hating on everything. But, you know, this as that's this, this socialism working its way through our culture and, and, and politics, you know, weakening our country. So, eventually, we can return to a socialist nation. That's, this is step by step. You know, destroy. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. First time by Kaiser's Castle, and I will slowly raise the drawbridge as you meander on out of Kaiser's Castle.